Howdy, boys and girls. This this is an odd thing to say. Welcome to the sixth season of the Carla and Crappy Show. This is, it's, it's a really is it, it's it's a, a huge number, Carla. <laughs> And why and we're still here? <laughs> I, I I actually I went back. I, I watched like a, a snippet of our very first show. Um, oh God, really? <laughs> yeah. And I was like, wow, we've come a long way. <laughs> <laughs> I can't imagine. No, I can't. I'm I I I, I, can, I can go back and watch some stuff. I watched some stuff from last season. Um, I, I but watching the first time we ever did this. I'm not sure that I could watch that. And the fact that we like <laughs> accidentally named the show on our first show. Is that is that how that happened? <laughs> is how that happened. We uh, neither of us had any idea what to call the show, and you're like, "Well, we should just call it the Carla and Crappy Show." And I was like, "Okay, that works." Well, that, that does work. It does work. I'm and six sure. years later, cheers. Sure <laughs> I could come up with anything better. Cheers. Uh-huh. Um, uh, to, to start with, um, I'm I'm Uncle Crappy. Uh, I live in Pittsburgh. I am. If you read this, the the show description, I am the demented college football fan of this pair. Uh, Carla, please introduce yourself to to the to the teeming thousands of people uh, who have not seen us yet. Okay, uh, so I'm Carlos. I'm Carlos Swank Fox now, because um, in the past six years <laughs> I've managed to get married in that whole stretch. So yes, um, and I am in Nashville, Tennessee now. I have been here for. I'm working on year seven, believe it or not. Um, no, I'm working on year no. eight. I'm working on year eight in Nashville, which is crazy. Okay. I've almost lived in Nashville as long as I've lived in Pittsburgh, which is just a very sobering thought. Um, <laughs> right. Because we, uh, crappy, and I were coworkers for, yes. for a while. Yeah. And that's how we yeah. met, and. Uh, we both have this strange affinity for college football that sometimes verges on the edge of obsessive. And mm-hmm. so we just decided that we should start talking about college football. The part that Carla left out there is um, that she is the, uh, she is the reformed sports writer uh, of the pair. So um, you will, you will notice those tendencies um, uh, me, me as the fan, Carla is the one who knows what she's talking about. Um, yeah. That part does not change from the shows that we've done in the past. There are some, there are some things that are different this year. Uh, we, uh, we, uh, we, we would like to say, uh, thank you. And a brief lamentation of the, uh, the late great draft day suit. Um, yes. uh, Sarah and, and Lori and Kim, uh, did such a, a cool thing by offering us a home for the first few years we did the show. Um, in, in the place of draft day suit, uh, our, our main presence is going to be on Facebook and, uh, you guys are probably, you could be watching the video on our Facebook page as we speak. Um, obviously, we do this through uh, through YouTube and, and Google Hangouts, and you can find us there also. But we're going to do something different this year that we kind of talked about, and I I got super lazy when we got started last season and did not look into this. And as it turns out, it's actually pretty easy to do. Um, we're going to have the audio portion of our show uh, posted as a podcast. We, uh, we're going to be hosted on Libsyn. Um, I will post the URL here, here. Let's let's just go ahead and assume we're going to put it right there. Um, we are also pending approvals from uh, iTunes and TuneIn, so you'll be able to find us other places. Um, I, I, Carla, what do you think about that? It's it's an odd it's an odd thing. It's a very odd thing. We've been talking about this for a while now. About yeah. should we make this an audio podcast? Because I mean, obviously, we both work in media um, and know how how easy it is to listen to podcasts as you're driving or running or you know anything. Um, that you're able to, to multitask in that way. Um, it's slightly terrifying because, like as I said during text yesterday, it's all fun and games until t- people can find you on iTunes. <laughs> absolutely. absolutely. I, I think there, there are going to be there, – there's going to be T-shirts that it, 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 say that at some point. I think that has to happen. Hashtag CNC show, yes. Yeah, 
Yes, uh-huh. I, I think we. Um, I think that's a, that's going to be a necessity. So, but but anyway, um, uh, I will when when we get the approvals from uh, iTunes, tune in. If you, there's someplace else you guys want us to be, you know, let me know and I'll look into it. Um, this is all kind of a new thing, so uh, we'll see how it goes. But um, so yeah, that's that's going to be a cool thing. I'm looking forward. I included tune in so I could I could listen to our show on my uh, my uh, Amazon Alexa, so Alexa could play my show for me in my own living room. I thought that would, that would be kind of a cool thing. So hey, my we'll Alexa can play, can play it then, too, because we're... Yeah, yeah. I, so we'll, see, we'll see how that goes. Um, so Sorry if we didn't anybody's echoes go off. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, I, with, with, with that stuff aside... Um, what it basically comes down to is that, that you know there's a college football season. I was actually uh, I, this sort of snuck up on me, and, and late last week, I mean, we had, you had actually been talking about okay, we're going to do a show and do the stuff, and and then late last week, somebody posted a link to um, Ohio State's marching band doing a dress rehearsal in the stadium, as a, a 360 degree video um, that they posted at the bottom of the ramp where the band comes down into the stadium, and I'm, I'm watching this and I'm like, oh, it's it's almost college football season. And suddenly, I'm ready, um, and, and I'm and I'm especially ready for Big Ten season. Oh, and it's actually already college football season because yes. now we have this like yes. super weird like soft launch week zero thing happening in college football. Yes. Now, technically, we had a game. We're recording this on Sunday. We had a game last night. Um, several games yesterday, actually, but you know, yeah. Stanford Rice last night, which was like a real legitimate college football game. We actually I, already kind of had our first upset with the Colorado State uh-huh. just like wailing on. Um, Oregon State. Uh, Oregon State. Yes, that that was a that was a beating, and and I watched a, I just bits and pieces of a whole bunch of college football yesterday, and and it's like, wow, okay, okay, I'm ready, um, and I'm especially ready, uh, for uh, for a, a Big Ten season, and uh, again for those of you guys who don't know, um, I'm I'm the demented Ohio State fan, uh, Carla, um, the, the, we don't have any actually official affiliations with these. That's schools. true. Uh, Carla's the Penn State fan, and and we're actually both kind of stoked about. Uh, what what could happen this season? Because it, it's easy to make arguments, and in fact, I think we're going to go ahead and do this about why our respective teams um, could could win the Big Ten or or uh, to have an otherwise special season. Um, we're not going to spend a lot of time on our games this weekend because Penn State hosts Akron and Ohio State goes to Indiana, and uh, I think we have a pretty solid handle on how those games are going to go. Um, but but Carla, why would Penn State? Why should Penn State be considered a a a, a possibility for the uh, Big Ten championship? So experience, I, really. That's you can boil it down in, into into one word. You had a team last year that nobody expected to be there that suddenly found itself there, and returning a bunch of starters on both sides of the ball. Um, you know, it, especially on the offensive side. I mean, I, I, I can't wait, even though, yes, it, it's, it's an opener against Akron and it's like, eh, whatever. Um, mm-hmm. but at the same time, I, you know, it's one of those things you, you just, you can't wait to watch, um, Trace McSorley and Saquon Barkley again. Like, I can if wait. Pens- yeah, yeah, that's true. You could wait. Um, but, but I can't. Um, so I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing what this offense looks like this year. And, and the nice thing heading into this season that Penn State didn't have last year is this offensive line has actually already gelled. Um, mm. And that was a huge question mark entering the season last year and, and caused the stumbling blocks. All you have to do is go back and watch the pit tape from last year to mm. realize that it took several games for that line to yeah. gel. Yeah. Um, we don't have to wait for that this year if you're watching Penn State. So I think that offense is going to pick up right where it left off. 
there are some holes to fill on defense, but because of the way that the injury bug kind of bit that defense off and on during the season last year, most everybody they've got plugging into holes saw game action. They might not have seen a lot of game action, but they saw some game action, which means that you've got a really well-experienced team. Um, Why do I think Penn State can win the Big Ten? Schedule, 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 in addition to um, the experience. Because, okay, their road games – Three of their five road games are at Iowa, at Northwestern, at Maryland. Okay. That's pretty forgiving. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's, at, there's at no. It was always an iffy one. And that's regardless of, of how good the Hawkeyes are. That's um, for, for whatever reason. That's, that's always yeah. a game that's like, eek. Yeah. It's the same thing. Like when we'll talk about this at Indiana is mm-hmm. always one of those like, eek. Although not this year. I don't think. I think, I think you're good this year now, now that um, Kevin Wilson, Wilson showed up in Columbus now. Yeah, yeah. Now you have the good. Now you come Wilson we'll on your sideline. I'll, I'll talk about that in a second. We'll talk about that. Um, but okay, so those are the three road games. The two things that and, and they get Michigan and Pitt at home in Beaver mm-hmm. Stadium, um, which I think are, are big things. The biggest game that, that Penn State has this year is a game that we're going to talk a whole heck of a lot about when it comes up, and that's at the Horseshoe on October twenty eighth. Um, and and to be really perfectly honest with you that's the real big challenge in in that schedule the only other game that i would make a little bit nervous about is the week immediately following which is november 4th at michigan state i know Mm -hmm. that michigan state is not necessarily at the caliber of where it was a couple of years ago right um but you've got a mark d'antonio coach team coming off of a, a a team that will have been super hyped regardless of how that game turns out at the horseshoe going on the road again into a really tough environment um, those two games in back-to-back weeks really kind of make me nervous. If all of those things, however, come into play, and hey, I'm not ruling out winning in the horseshoe because this team beat uh, beat your Buckeyes last year, so why not? Yep. You got to believe. Um, and Penn State doesn't have an Oklahoma on the schedule. Sure, sure. Um, so there's an advantage there in that regard. But um, but yeah, I, that's how I think it, it could potentially line up. That the, the the Nittany Lions could find themselves in the Big Ten championship um, two years in a row. Okay, okay. Um, I, I, th- I think it's 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 fun to look now. Um, I, I've talked. I know if you go back and look at shows, I've talked about the complaint about the fact that um, you know Michigan's been down, and and you know Penn State obviously with the loss of scholarships has has uh, has struggled for a few years, and that that hurts. That hurts. It hurts my team, obviously, but it but it hurts the entire conference. Yeah. Um, so it's it's fun now uh, to take a look and see, especially particularly the Big Ten East, um, uh, and that's that I think is the is the class of the conference. And, and uh, there there are folks in Ann Arbor who could probably make the same arguments that that, that you and I are making now, although mm-hmm. I, I don't believe a word of them. Um, but we'll, I don't either we'll this get, year. We'll get to we'll get to that. We'll get to that, we'll get to that later. <laughs> also. Um, the thing that's – and then I'm going to start kind of the same way that, that, that you did uh, in, in, um, in his uh, – in the, the, the Big Ten uh, preview meetings in Chicago uh, at the end of July. Urban started his, uh, his remarks by saying last year we were one of the you – know, last year we were the most inexperienced team in college football. This year we are not. Uh-huh. And I'm like, Okay, I like this. I like this, and there is there is some inexperience there. But his his point was um, there should be offensive line improvement. Um, yeah. Ohio State has the, the 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 best and deepest defensive line in the country, probably. Um, uh, you look at the you look at the secondary where we lot of lost guys to draft picks, um, but that's that that hasn't 
hasn't been a huge concern. Um, there, there's an experience here, but there's this just ridiculous talent. Uh, it, so, what 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 happens with? Um, I, I will ha- I will throw out a couple ifs. I will throw out a couple ifs, um, and I will say off the bat that I'm I'm reasonably confident that these things are going to happen. Uh, we, we mentioned that Kevin Wilson um, departed as head coach in Indiana, has been hired as Ohio State's offensive coordinator, and I am. I'm happy that for about that for a lot of reasons, but mostly because I don't have to watch my team struggle to beat Indiana <laughs> uh, and Kevin Wilson's offense. Um, I can watch that. I can watch Kevin Wilson's offense. Uh, hopefully, uh, crush everyone. And I, and I actually think that's a possibility. If there are two things, um, improved offensive line play, and that sh- that should happen. Uh, that was a that was a big issue last year. Um, when when pass protection was 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 a little rough, uh, then there's no downfield passing game. Then teams can stack the box. Then Ohio State can't run the ball, and then you know we're 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 losing to Clemson thirty-one to nothing, and it's and it's it's frustrating to watch. Um, so that's that's one component. The other component is if if Ohio State has wideouts to catch the ball. Um, I would urge you guys, if you um, have a copy, I, I left mine downstairs, of the Athlon, the National Athlon Preview. Um, there's a story in there about Kevin Swolson's offense and how it's going to apply at Ohio State. And I, I God, I have nightmares about this still. But it's, it is based on uh, deep balls outside the, uh, the, hash, uh, the hash marks um, and, and clearing out the center of the field for the running game. Um, huh. So... If there are guys who can who can run long and catch footballs, um, and Urban seems to to be reasonably certain that that we have those, um, it, 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 with those two things, with those two things, our state's offense is going to be freaking scary. Um, it's it's going to be spectacular. With a uh, uh, JT Barrett's been been in Columbus for uh, uh, thirteen or fourteen years at this point. Um, Feels like it. Yeah, it does. And and I it's. I, I think uh, the, the defense is going to be as good as it as it generally is, and the offense could be could be something really really special. Um, uh, the schedule uh, schedule is pretty good. Um, we, Ohio State has to travel to Iowa, and, and we play Ann Arbor at the end of the season. Uh, but as you said, Penn State's in Columbus, uh, Michigan State's in Columbus. Um, Oklahoma's in Columbus. Oklahoma's in Columbus. That's week two, um, and we'll see. I mean, we'll, I, I always wonder about how. It, 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 how long do you wait to, to figure out how good your team is? And I think uh, that we, we're going to find out about Ohio State in, in week two. So uh, we'll see how that goes. But um, with a typically steady uh, offense and a potentially spectacular, excuse me, typically steady defense and a spe- potentially spectacular offense, um, I, I think this could be this could be a lot of fun. This could be a fun season uh, for for me and my fellow Ohio State fans. Um, and that sort of leads us to the to the next thing. Um, obviously, we've uh, we've got a, a, a final four system that seems to be working pretty well, uh, unless you know my team has to play Clemson in this national semifinal, or um, your Penn State is, and get left out. Well, the end there's that too. <laughs> but once once you get to the final four, it does seem to be working pretty well. Um, Carla, <laughs> who, who, is, who is your final four uh, as you as you look at the start of the season? Uh, who do you see? Who do I see? So go back and look at your at the, at the final four that were named, like you know, in at the end of December last year. And I hate mm-hmm. to say it, it doesn't look a whole lot different than where we ended last year. To be perfectly honest, okay. Um, if you go back and watch the season premiere of last year, mm-hmm. I said this probably verbatim 
that I'm going to keep picking Alabama to make the final four until Alabama gives me a reason not to. Yeah, um, that's fine. That's fine. And, and there's no reason not to again this year. So, um, because for the first time in a long time, they've got a returning quarterback. Mm-hmm. Um, so add that to the mix. And okay. So I got Alabama out of the SEC. Um, I like Washington out of the Pac-12 again this year. Okay. Um, it, it does look like they're still kind of the, the class of that, of that conference now. Um, close second is USC, but I have some concerns about um, their defense. Their offense is going to be unbelievable, but yeah. USC always sends te- always seems I can't talk yet. Um, always seems to have trouble on the defensive side of the ball. It looks like this year might not be any different. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so I, I like Washington. Um, the Big Ten champ gets in. Um, so I think that's either. Ohio State or Penn State gets in. And and I will give you the benefit of the doubt at this point. I'm going to say because the game is in the horseshoe, for the benefit of the doubt at the moment, I'm going to to give Ohio State – and and they're ranked higher at this point. Mm -hmm. So if you're going into this this part of of making a prognostication, you've you've got to go Ohio State even though my heart is with Penn State, but we'll get back to that. Sure. Um, So that's three teams that don't look a whole lot different from last year. Alabama, Ohio State, Washington. Mm -hmm. Which means that there, there are a couple different scenarios here. The ACC, a fourth team could come from the ACC again. I, the ACC baffles me a bit this year. Um, in Florida, and I'll talk about we'll talk about Florida State here in a little bit. But yep. Florida State right now, um, Athlon has them ranked. Oh, where does Athlon have them ranked? Athlon has them ranked at third, at number three. Mm-hmm. Sports Illustrated has them ranked at number two, mm-hmm. and both of those to me feel high. Okay. Um, I, I can't really put my finger on why exactly, other than the fact that it, it felt like they didn't really ever gel on offense last year at all. Um, defense was good, but the offense was kind of all over the place. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's going to be fixed. You still have Clemson in the mix in the ACC because, yes, I know they, they, they lost to Sean Watson, but at the same time, never never doubt a, a Dabo Swinney coach team. Um because they're, they're, he's known to pull rabbits out of hats in more than one occasion, right? So, yes. so Clemson is still in the mix, and you gotta gotta keep your glance out on Louisville too, because you know Lamar Jackson's back, and that offense was ridiculous. If, if Louisville can figure out defense this year, they could be in the mix. So the ACC is kind of a jung, jumbled mess, um, and the Big Twelve is going to eat itself alive. It's gonna be a, okay. it's gonna be a it's going to be a great conference. There's a lot of really good teams in the Big mm-hmm. 12 this year, but I don't think there's a great team that can make a strong enough of a, um, a case to make it into the college football playoff. Oklahoma lost Bob Stoops. Mm-hmm. Texas has Tom Herman. Awesome, but it's going to take a couple of years before he gets his players. You, you would think yes. There. Um, Oklahoma State, some, some magazines, preseasons, has them ranked pretty high. But that's a tough ask. Will, will Oklahoma State actually be able to beat Oklahoma and Texas in the same year? Mm-hmm. It, it, they, they, they're kind of all over the place. TCU has Kenny Hill back at quarterback, but is that a good thing? Um, <laughs> <laughs> Kansas, State, Kansas State, I love Kansas State. Um, Kansas State is a sleeper in this league. I can't wait. They're coming to Nashville in a couple of weeks. They're, they're playing Vandy oh, nice. on September 16th, and I think we're going to go to that game because nice. it, Bill Snyder, I mean – Kansas State could just like jump into this and be like the spark that kind of blows the whole thing up. Right. Um, and then you got West Virginia kind of hanging out there. They could kind of so like the parody. Remember, a couple of years ago we were talking about the Pac-12. Yeah. And saying that the Pac-12 was going to just kind of eat itself alive, and that mm-hmm. there wasn't going to mm-hmm. be. I think the exact same thing is going to happen in the Big Twelve this year. I think it's going to okay. be the most fun conference to watch all okay. year. 
but you're, they're not going to get one in because there's not going to be one uh, a strong enough of a resume. All right. Which all leads me to say, and I can see by the smirk on your face, you see where I'm going here, that I'm going to take number four is Penn State. Okay. And say that and say that a one loss Penn State team beats the resume of what could potentially be a two or three loss Big Twelve champ or a two loss ACC champ. Mm-hmm. So my final four are Alabama, Ohio State, Washington, and Penn State. And it's and that's uh, first. I God, I would love to have two Big Ten teams in the final four. Um, I, I I would I might regret saying that when we get down to late December, uh, you know, and, and have to play rematch or something. However, that might work. But um, but yeah, that that, that would be spectacular. And and, and I, I think you know Alabama, depending on how their season goes, they they could lose one. May could they lose two and still get in if they if they dominate the rest of the games? I mean that's. Um, that, that's a possibility, but I, I I think I think that's a that's an interesting approach. I, it would be uh it'd be really cool to have it would be awesome. It would be awesome to have two Big Ten teams in. Um, I'm going, okay, your turn. I'm going to go a different direction. Um, okay. I am like you. Uh, there, there's no reason not uh, to, to put Alabama uh, in, in that in that first spot um, at, at this point of the year. Um, excuse me. I mean, just they're so ridiculously consistent, um, and and returning uh, re- returning a quarterback with Jalen Hurts that's uh, that's got to work in their favor. So sure, there, yes. Um, I am. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and say the Ohio State's going to win the Big Ten title, and Ohio State's going to be uh, a, a member of the Final Four. Um, I like. I think I like Southern Cal, and and I think it's just a it, it might even be just a, a, a kind of squidge of momentum sort of thing uh, over Washington. Uh, it's something like Southern Cal returning to its rightful place atop the Pac seventeen or whatever it is. Um, Sam Sam Darnold is is spectacular. Um, yeah. And you mentioned you mentioned the defense. Um, you can look at you can look at inexperience. You can look at the issues they had last year. You can also look at the, the six returning starter, or returning starters coming mm-hmm. back this season. So, I'm I'm going to take a flyer on, on Southern Cal. Um, and this was the hard one. And and I'm uh, this is this is a reach, perhaps. Um, but I look at I look at the schedule for Oklahoma State. Um, they they do have to travel to Texas, and and as you said. Uh, you know, maybe maybe Tom Herman's a couple years away, um, but this, yeah, but still, not not a game you want to dismiss. But TCU, Baylor, Oklahoma, all travel to Stillwater. Uh-huh. Um, I, I don't, I, I, trip, I have no idea about Oklahoma State's defense. Um, I'm not sure that it matters. They're going <laughs> to score. And play. Yeah. They're they're going to score. They're going to score a lot. Um, and and I I wonder. Uh, I wonder about a perception here a little bit too, and the fact that the the the, uh, the Big Twelve has sort of been left out of these conversations recently. Um, so maybe if you have maybe, and and, and and you could be you could you could be completely right about how the Big Twelve is going to go, and they could you know eat their young, and and, and nothing's ever going to happen. But if there's a dominant team, right? Um, I I think they're gonna that's going to earn them an extra look, uh, and I think that could I think that could be the Cowboys. So. I, I I got I got Alabama, Ohio State, Southern California, and Oklahoma State as my it's, final four. And you're not—I mean, that's not completely out of the question. I just think whoever wins the Big Twelve has to completely dominate to be able to. They do absolutely. absolutely because that's going to be a great league, mm-hmm. um, and they—they're going to have a real strong argument for strength of schedule. Um, 
whoever you know ends up winning that league if they can if they can win mm-hmm. and win convincingly and with what I think looks like it's going to be the caliber of those teams yeah I mean they absolutely should be in um I just don't know whether or not that's going to happen but we'll see what Oklahoma State can do we will see we will see if, if there's I think if there's a team that's going to do it this season yeah. uh, out of that conference that's going to be the one um, I would agree and then we have actual um, I mean, we I know we do like a, a cupcake weekends uh, once in a while, but we have we have some some killer games coming up this weekend. Uh, excuse me, our team's notwithstanding, uh, but we have uh, three legit uh, top twenty five matches and one that is not top twenty five. That is not top twenty, not top ten, but depending on your poll, top two or top three. Uh-huh. Um, that's a, that's a pretty cool thing for the first weekend. Let's start um, as much as it pains me uh, in the uh, Jerry Do- Jones dome where number 11, Michigan will play number 17, Florida. Michigan is favored by three and a half points. Ah, what do you think? Did we check the over under on this game? Uh, you know, I didn't <laughs> because I am. And fairly I'm going to, I'm going to take the under. Yeah, that that would be. I, 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 the first thing I wrote down on my notes for this game is first team to ten might win this. <laughs> um, because okay, so again, newcomers that don't realize that haven't seen this before, we we have mutually loathed Florida's offense uh, yeah, for the for last both. oh I don't know three years maybe. Um, Since at least Steve Spurrier left. Maybe <laughs> something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's been a long time since we've been entertained by a by a Florida offense. Yeah, and and this year it it's not off to a good start because they're still unrest at quarterback in at Florida. Right. Um, I mean, there's two freshmen, and then you've got Malik Zaire who dra- who uh, transferred in from uh, from Notre Dame. But there's some unrest as to whether or not um, he should actually be the starter. And so, okay, so there's a little bit of chaos in in. The, the Gators' offensive uh, scheme here. Um, Michigan lost a bunch of talent on both sides to both mm-hmm. the NFL and graduation. Mm-hmm. Um, and Wilton's and you know, quarterback's back, but at the same time, he's been labeled that dreaded game manager, right? Like, yes, yes. I mean, he's a good quarterback. He's not an exceptional quarterback. He does well in certain s- situations, but he's not necessarily somebody that you put the ball in his hands and say, "Go win us the game." Mm-hmm. And and the weapons that he had around him are now all gone, primarily Jabril Peppers. Yes. I, like, gone. they're they're all in the NFL now. Yes. Um. So offensively, both these teams don't really have an identity. Defensively, they're both outstanding, which is why I think this game is just going to be an absolute slog fest because both defenses are returning a bunch of starters. They're both really really excellent. Although you do have to say, Michigan lost ten offensive starters yes. last year. Or yes. to, um. But Florida has a new defensive coordinator in Randy Shannon, mm-hmm. familiar to Florida people. Um, mm-hmm. And they lost eight that. NFL draft picks. Yeah, right. Right. and they lost eight NFL draft picks. So it, it, it's I, – I don't know. I just – I want to be really, really excited about this game, and it's got two, like, really marquee names behind it. Yes, yes. But ranked, ranked teams. Ranked teams. Like, like, opening weekend. Yeah, in, in, in Jerry World and like big name markets behind them, big schools, but it's going to be like a 10 7 slog fest. <laughs> and until Florida can show me anything otherwise on offense, I have to lean Michigan in this one because at least they were able to put up points last year. Yes. Um, and so I'm going to give Michigan the benefit of the doubt at the moment and say Michigan edges this one out, but he. 
better have like other things to do during this game while you're like <laughs> if you're gathering people together. You know, like this is when you serve dinner or you know all those <sighs> other things because God, I really want this game to be good, but it could be a long night. Michigan seven to three. There it is. <laughs> I think actually I think there'll be a little more scoring than that, but I, and I, and actually I would I would I'm going to give Michigan the edge mostly. Uh, on on the notion that that uh, Spade is back and he's not spectacular but he is steady, um, yeah. And and the the point has been made over and over the summer as I as I uh, kind of read up on how things are going to go that um, uh, whatever you think about Jimmy Harbaugh, um, he, he he does recruit and yes. and uh, he's uh, the, the folks that he has stepping in to replace the gajillion starters that he, he lost to graduation and to the NFL um, that. By, by the time by the time I'm seeing them at the end of November, uh, we won't be able to describe them as an experience. Right now, we can describe them as an experienced but talented, and I, and I think that's I think that's going to be enough. Um, so I'm 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 seeing Michigan in a sleepy game uh, in that first one. Um, we're going to go out of order chronologically, which is not something we typically do, but we have the obviously obviously our key game uh, this season. This is actually, this one actually could, could be interesting. Um, on Sunday at, at FedEx field, uh, number 22, West Virginia versus number 21, Virginia tech tech is favored by four and a half. Um, how's this going to go? This is, this is probably the, the, the toughest game for me to kind of like figure out and try to pick who's going to win this game because there's still a lot of unknowns on both of these, on both sidelines here. Mm-hmm. Um, Virginia Tech has has huge questions on offense. Mm-hmm. Um, new quarterback coming in, likely going to be redshirt freshman Josh Jackson. Not necessarily 100% at this point, based on what I've read. Um, Cam Phillips, who was kind of their go-to wide receiver last year, is back, so that's good. So whoever's you know mm-hmm. under center has at least a reliable um, out to go to. But at the same time, like who else is going to step up? They don't really have a running back settled yet. They're still kind of trying to figure out the offensive line a bit. And so there's a lot of unrest on offense. Um, Their key is very similar to um, the opposite of what we were just talking about with USC, how they have tend to have issues on, on defense. Virginia Tech's defense is outstanding and it's Mm -hmm. returning most of its linebacking and secondary core. Um, There was some turnover on the line, but apparently based on some different things that happened at the end of last year, a lot of the replacements also saw playing time, very similar to the Penn State situation. So um, so there's some experience on defense. Defense is solid. West Virginia is just probably one of the most entertaining teams to watch. And it's going to be really interesting to see how this plays out this year because um, Dana is no longer – Dana Holgerson is no longer calling plays. Mm-hmm. Um, they hired a new offensive coordinator. And they have a quarterback in Florida transfer, Will Greer, who I actually wrote down, who may have been the last offensive spark we saw from Florida. Um, <laughs> right, because, right. Because Will Greer actually had the Gators at 6-0 and before he admitted to, to taking a banned substance, um, was suspended from the team, and that left his departure from the team. He sat out a year, and now he's, now he's at West Virginia. Yes. And you've got to think, Holgo with a quarterback, I know he's not calling the plays anymore, but Holgo with a quarterback who can actually throw the ball, this is going to be really fun to watch in Morgantown this year. Um, the problem there is that West Virginia has huge questions on defense. Um, and, it, and it's partially because of the turnover there, but they also have, they run that wacky like three, three, five kind of yes. hybrid scheme, yes. um, which just baffles everybody. So if they get the holes plugged, 
properly, they could really go in and kind of mess up the Big 12 mm -hmm. um, and, and really kind of make a run for it. Um, and and their, their hybrid safety, Kazir White, who was just kind of all over the place last year, he's back. So that's good. So that's going to kind of help make all that mix. Um, if this game was in Morgantown, 100%, I'd be all over the Mountaineers in this one. It's a neutral <laughs> field, though, and, and sometimes West Virginia doesn't do well in those, like, neutral field kind of environments. You think about bowl games and those sorts of things. Yep. Like, they just kind of sometimes fall flat when they're not in front of the home audience. So it makes it a little bit I, – I, I lean West Virginia, but it's definitely the hardest game to predict. This It wouldn't shock me if what, if Virginia Tech won this game, but I'm, I'm really intrigued by what uh, West Virginia is going to be able to do this year. So I'm going to lean Mountaineers. Okay. Okay. It, it is tough. Um, I, I, I would typically have a lot of faith in, in West Virginia's uh, offense – uh, and particularly, you know, a, a, a somewhat of a known quality with a, with Greer uh, coming in at quarterback. Um, that's it's an interesting matchup with Tech's defense. Um, that's the, the the culture of the Hokies is you know we, we defense and special teams. That's what we do. Um, so that's that that's a you know strength on strength kind of matchup makes this especially interesting. And, and I think. A, a, uh, you know, in questions, uh, you mentioned uh, West Virginia's defense. Um, they apparently going to be inexperienced in the front. Um, if they have the talent in the backfield where they can kind of relieve pressure on, particularly on linebackers. I mean, if, 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 they, have, uh, if they have cornerbacks who can, who can reliably cover one-on-one -on -one, um, and, and, and do so in this case against a, an offense that may, may has some questions of its own. Uh, that could be enough. That could be enough. And I'm going to, I'm going to go with West Virginia this one. And that leads us with the marquee. Um, it's, it's, it's actually, I, I, I don't think this would be a knockout game for either team at this point in the season, but to have a, a, a one versus three, according to the, to the AP poll matchup, uh, in, in, in week one is, is really interesting and sort of cool. Number one, Alabama, um, again, neutral field against a, a number three Florida State. This is in Atlanta. Alabama's favored by seven. Um, what do you think? Well, I'll start with Florida State. I think here because I think that's where we have the biggest question marks. You know, yeah. the best name in college football, DeAndre Francois, is back under center. Um, see, I got his name in in week one of the show, nice. DeAndre Francois. Um, wow. So he's back, but Dalvin Cook is gone, as is Travis Rudolph, who was um, Francois' top, top go-to wide receiver. Mm -hmm. And the offensive line is still a bit of a question mark, um, especially because, and, and this is something to, to keep note of, is that the center, Alec Eberle, is actually returning from off-season hip surgery. I did not. Okay. So you, okay. Have, you have this whole offensive line still a little bit under um, – the mend a bit, I guess mm -hmm. you could say. You got a quarterback who who got beat up at the end of last year. I mean, he started the season really, really strong, and then you know, as, as the offensive line kind of deteriorated around him a little bit, he he started to flounder. I mean, not that Florida State had a bad season by any stretch, right. but it just you know you, you'd see a little bit of rumblings as to what's really going on with this offense. Now, Florida State's strength is its defense, um, and it should have another another outstanding defensive line. Um, Derwin James is back at safety after he had that like devastating knee injury at the beginning right. of the year last year. So it's good to see him back on the field. And he was always a threat. He's one of those guys that you just want to know where he is on the field at all times. Mm -hmm. But like I said, when we were talking about the, the, our final four picks, 
I don't know. There's something about this Florida State team that I just – maybe I just need to see them play. Maybe I need to see them in this game to see how they're coming together as a team because I'm not sold at, that they're a top-five team. But at the same time, I can't make an argument for who else I would put in in their place. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the weird thing this year. I think this yeah, is going to be a really yeah. fun year because, like, okay, so we take Ohio, or we take Florida State out of the top five. Who do we put in? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, and there's not really a worthy candidate to move in there yet. So – so it's going to be interesting to kind of see how this team responds. Alabama is Alabama. Jalen Hurts coming back. It's you know it's the first time that they've this had a returning. This is like starter. Alabama plus actually with it the is. returning quarterback. It is. And and they've got Damian Harris and both and both Scarborough back. You know, like mm-hmm. okay, so you got your both your your speed back and your power back back. The biggest thing here with the Alabama offense is that their top three wide receivers are all gone. So that's going to put a bit of a challenge. But really, when does Alabama ever rely on on passing the football anyway? Mm-hmm. You know, they're a ground and pound, grind them out kind of team, and that's all set up. Um, so that's not really going to change. Um, and leave it to Nick Saban. I, I, talk about plug and play, right? I mean, like right. last year we talked about that with Jalen Hurts coming in. We're like, well, can Jalen Hurts handle the pressure? And it was just plug and play. He just went right in, and like now Jalen Hurts is a household name. Mm-hmm. It, I think the same thing's going to happen with this defense. They lost five starters to the NFL. Um, but when have we ever not known Nick Saban to be able to plug openings on his defense? Mm-hmm. It, 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 you know, it's still going to be one of the best defenses in the country. You've got an offense that actually has a year under its belt, not starting from scratch at the same time. I, it's hard not to pick Alabama in this game, and it's hard not to pick it by, by, by 10 points. Like, mm-hmm. I know the line is seven, but it just feels like that's a little low um, based on the uncertainty that, that Florida State has on offense right now. Um, I, I, I like Alabama, and I like I, I would I would take them to win outright, even with the points. So, I'm going to agree with every single thing you said, and I'm going to add this. Um, there was actually speculation at the end of last season that that Nick Saban would retire if he won a national title, um, and then of course that everyone uh, me me first first and foremost. Um, you know, saw what, saw what Clemson did in the semifinal and then goes on to beat Alabama in the championship game. Uh-huh. Um, and one of the best nobody, games in college football history. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's great. Great. <laughs> um, I, I don't, I'm not sure that anybody preps better than, than Nick Saban does. And, and I'm not sure that anybody can prep better than Nick Saban does when he is pissed off about something uh, like <laughs> losing a national championship that he expected to win. Um, so to, 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 to reiterate everything you said, uh-huh. plus a motivated, irritated Nick Saban, who has been hounding his team since the day after the national championship game last season, yep. um, uh, Alabama is favored by seven. I think Alabama wins this by a couple touchdowns, perhaps. Yeah. more and, and that's and that, that may, may not work out to be a disqualifier for florida state as you said no. you don't, don't know how it's going to be um and if you're going to lose one now uh lose, you're lose one lose it now lose it to alabama and you yeah. know you've got the rest of the, the, the season to recover um but i this this feels like a a um a, a, a kind of statement game for for nick saban and i and i think his his team will react that way when they when they get the chance 
Carla, once again, it's college football season. It is college football season. Here we go. Nashville, but you know, we're getting there. (laughs) Um, It actually, Pittsburgh, it it has felt like it for the last couple of days. Uh, You know, the leaves aren't changing or anything yet, but uh, there's just that kind of different feel in the air. And and I think, uh, I I think it's, it's um, definitely got me in the right frame of mind. Um, Guys, listen, thank you. uh, uh, Thank you for watching and for listening. Um, (laughs) Uh, I'll, I'll make sure when we uh, when we have all, all the uh, the approvals, uh, we'll have the, the the Libsyn URL so you can find the audio feed um, when uh, we have iTunes and TuneIn stuff that will be posted on Facebook as well. And um, we appreciate your patronage uh, for the six year in a row, Carla. That's it. Have fun this weekend. You too. And enjoy the football. That's so weird to say already, but I am yeah. Going to enjoy the football season six. Here we go. Woo-hoo! Thank you guys. <laughs> we'll talk to you again soon. Thank you.